Welcome to Screen Thoughts with Hollister and O'Toole. Someone said to me once, hell is empty and all the devils are here. I can't explain what makes people do the things they do. I just know. I have to stop them. Hey, everybody out there, it's Hollister and O'Toole coming to you with a very exciting series from across the pond, Luther. And I want to start by saying, this is Hollister here, I want to start by saying that O'Toole is the one who came up with this show to watch, and I started sending her really nasty emails <laughs> immediately upon watching it because I thought it was the creepiest show I ever I ever saw. And by episode three, I was unable to turn it off. I was unable to sleep. I was unable to do anything other than finish all three seasons in a few days. So, so O'Toole, what say you about this amazing show that I have much to say about? This was not retribution of any sort. Um, I had heard <laughs> amazing things about Luther, and you know I'm a BBC addict. I think the quality of their programming is so out of this world. It is. You know what? It, it, we, we don't even come anywhere near to touching it, but I figure we should give that to the Brits because that's really all we're going to give them. The that's thing okay is, they me. definitely go for quality over quantity because even four seasons of Luther total 16 episodes, which is almost half of a U.S. network show for one season. I think that's three seasons, isn't it? Not um, four? Well, we haven't. The fourth is not yet available to Americans, um, but the fourth season only has two episodes. So six in the first, oh, wow. four okay. in the second and third, okay. two in the fourth. Um, so that's 16. And, you know, The Good Wife, one season's 23 episodes. Um, so certainly they, they go for quality, but I think this show is so well Done. The acting is unbelievably good. The actors that come from from England, mm-hmm. um, they're just they never appear to be acting. You know, they're just really the characters in the show. And but let's start with the plot if we can. And I just I want to start off by saying there's a lot of stuff out there with scary with with episodes that sort of have a scary thing that happens and then CSI comes in and 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 answers the call and by the end of the episode you know who done it and um, and you've received some additional information about the characters along the way. But I, and so we've all become a little bit numb to the violence and to, uh, to what we're seeing in terms of criminal behavior. But this is mesmerizing criminal behavior. The plots are so complex and the way they're acted and directed and the way it's written and everything carried out, you are in the moment. I really couldn't sleep. I was looking under my bed. I was a little nervous when I was getting these messages from you saying, I hate you (laughs) because, you know, the, the structure of the way Luther is told as opposed to the traditional mystery where it's a whodunit and you don't know who did it and you have a Hercule Perot like detective who is solving the mystery along with 
the viewer and there's the great reveal at the end that, you know, the butler did it. This one is the inverted detective story where they call it, they nickname it a how catch em because in that opening scene of each episode, you see some heinous crime committed. So the viewer already knows who did it, maybe not why they did it. And then the episode proceeds to show Luther trying to catch the perpetrator. You know, it's it's something that was done in the fall, too. It, you know, we knew all along through the fall who did it, but we didn't know. And this is true with this series as well. The reason they get away with that and the reason that the tension continues is because while you know who did the original act, you don't know what they're going to do next and you don't know who they're going to do it to. And you are concerned that they're going to do it to some of the characters that you've grown to care about in the show. So I think that's why it works. It's I absolutely do. I think they it works are really so well. good yeah. at maintaining tension tension and suspense, even though we know who the bad guy is. I had read once that Hitchcock had once said that as a viewer, it's more interesting not to see a bomb go off, but to put the bomb underneath a table. And it's the anticipation of when will it go off that is so gripping. And I think that that's a technique that the BBC here with Luther does extremely well, where there's not a lot of big explosions or car chase scenes. But when someone's in peril, for example, that opening scene with Luther and the pedophile, being right there with him, asking yourself, will he or won't he let this man just fall to his death? It's the bomb under the table. Well, they do it well, and they do it in every single episode. There, There's a lot of tension of what's anticipated to come, for sure. And the and I, can I say the Brits don't waste a word? I, you know, we really, I mean, we really have to make a hashtag, Brits don't waste a word. <laughs> These screenwriters from across the pond, they're never verbose. Mm-hmm. The dialogue, it's not, it's not snappy. It's complete. And it calls for the actors to do a lot of physical acting as well as verbal acting. Mm-hmm. And I think it really really works. I mean, it's really beautifully written, beautifully directed. The plots are amazing. And can I just say season three is one of the best seasons of any episode series I've ever seen. It was so well done. And I think this might be a great segue into the two main characters of this show. Yeah. DCI John Luther, brilliantly played by Idris Elba, who won a Golden Globe for the part. And Ruth Wilson plays what I like to term his pathological guardian angel. Got to take issue with the pathological guardian angel. You know, an angel is a is a good person, and she, the only reason she protects him, and she does protect him through the series, is because she can't imagine life being so boring without him. It has no. It's not really about him as a person. I think it all, is about him. Think. She's selected him as the one she's going to protect. So of course they meet each other in the first episode where her parents are both found murdered. She calls the police and then becomes a suspect. And I'm going to play a little clip here. I think it's such a great introduction to the characters, to the verbal sparring, to the fact that they're both the shadow self of the other. Is this where you ask me if I hated my parents? It is about that time, yeah. Did they make me a freak? Yes. Did I hate them? Absolutely. Did I kill them? Can you prove that? I can't prove a negative. Can't be done. Innocence is a negative. It's the absence of guilt. Meaning the burden of proof is entirely yours. If you think I did this, then you need to demonstrate how and when. No, no. And I won't be able to do that, will I? Well, you can certainly try. Because there is nothing. You don't interact with the things we know in the way that we expect. Your presence, your accents can only be inferred by a certain absence. Is that a compliment? Absolutely. Are you trying to beguile me? 
<laughs> no, I wouldn't be so foolish. But I will tell you this, Alice, you can revel in your brilliance for as long as you like, but people slip up. Happens time and time again. Well, that's just faulty logic postulated on imperfect data collection. What if you only catch people who make mistakes? That would skew the figures, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Mm. But criminals aren't as smart as they think they are. Oh, that must get monotonous. For someone as brilliant as you. Well, and, and by the way, as much as everybody loves Luther, and he has really solid people who have his back, and he takes really good care of those he cares about and he loves, he has a dark side, and he tries to keep it in check, which, by the way, is not dissimilar from the female protagonist in the fall played by Jillian Anderson um, yes he's Mm -hmm. not a perfect human and she sees that in him and she loves that in him and the two of them do have a relationship that I think is uh is interesting to follow and I can't wait to see where it's going to go next and the BBC makes no bones about that they that's how they introduce his character to us is he has chased down a pedophile who is dangling from some scaffolding and you see John Luther debate Will he just let this pedophile fall to his death, or will he reach down and save the pedophile? We won't tell you what happens, but, you know, every we all have those dilemmas in life, right? Whether to let someone live or die. And there's a lot of moral ambiguity, because when you chase down characters who have done such heinous things, to what degree will you go to get a confession out of them, if it means possibly saving someone who's being held hostage? It's um, It brings up that age-old question of what's an appropriate interrogation technique. You do start to question where does good end and evil begin. Right. Well, it does. And with Ruth Wilson, you know, we saw her and we talked about her in the affair mm-hmm. and you liked her and I, I really didn't like her in the affair. I, I didn't find her, her believe- in the affair. Yeah, As I did the Golden Globe. Yeah. She won the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Series. Right. And you know, that doesn't mean anything to me because <laughs> I wasn't voting. But in this, she is excellent and she has this sort of Machiavellian way about being herself mm-hmm. that would not be easy to replicate. I think it's a very, very hard part to play, and I think she totally nails it. And it made me realize more and more why I don't like her in The Affair. I found her way too sophisticated um, in The Affair when she was supposed to be sort of a, a local girl um, out in Montauk. And I just I just found her way too New York-y, if you will. Oh, I thought she nailed it in The Affair. And I thought yeah. she really showed her range in both series, especially since The Affair is told from, obviously, two different perspectives or more when you make well, it into yeah. subsequent seasons. Whereas in Luther, I think it called for her to have 16 levels of, you know, 50 shades of gray, if you will. And she has an incredible intellect, which I think you know, was necessary for this new role. So I think she played this role 10 times better than she did The Affair. I think she is amazing in both. And I think both series really show her range of acting. I have never yet seen her in something that has reminded me of another role she has played. So for example, the first thing I saw her in was Saving Mr. Banks, the movie with Tom Hanks and Emma Thompson about the woman who wrote Mary Poppins. 
Yep. In yep. the affair, I would not have known she was British. I thought she nailed the American accent. And in this, I think she's like a glammed up version of the girl with the dragon tattoo, where even if some baddie is after her armed with a weapon, she will walk away from the scene. She will not run, which is so true to her character that both she and Luther, they do have these similarities and both are very cavalier with their lives. And when you don't really care if you stay alive or if you don't, it does kind of give you a superpower. Right. Well, either way, I think this is the role of her life. I think, you know, she should win every award out there. And I think Luther, I think, I think almost her part is almost a little bit more interesting as the two of them really drive all the plot along, even though she's not in it as much as he is. Which I think is a great choice on behalf of the writers, because if she were in every episode, their dynamic would lose some of the magic. I I, I love that she floats in and out of these episodes, which again is true to her erratic character. And you're really not sure when she's coming and when she's not, which is great. And and she's there enough. It's not like you've missed her for too long, but really, really, really well done. And her her facial uh, expressions, everything is is just is just excellent. And the subplots, the subplots of every episode, because there has to be some sort of um, criminal offense that takes place in pretty much every episode. The subplots are so well laid out. I thought the character of Justin Ripley, the rookie cop who's paired with Luther, was such a great way of bringing in the audience into certain scenes, showing versus telling. So when he's training the rookie cop and he says, you, you've got to see the scene, not the victim, it made me watch that scene with a fresh pair of eyes where yeah, information, yeah. again, came in so naturally. Yeah. And he and, and Justin plays him, you know, the part very well. Again, Loki doesn't steal the scene. He's always the adjective, never the noun, but he's certainly worth he certainly enhances the noun of Luther being around him and everything he does. Yeah, it's really good. Mm-hmm. You really have to pay attention. You know, I often will watch TV and do something else at the same time. I couldn't do it at all in Luther. I really had to stay focused to be able to stay in the moment and figure out what was going on. I love this cat and mouse dynamic between the two of them where they do they their adversaries. They forge an unusual alliance. Luther himself reminds me of a fallen angel, even his physical stature. Honestly, if you attached a pair of wings to that man, I would not be surprised that he fell off of some cloud, got banged up on the way down, and... And is now just stunned at the capability of humans to be cruel to one another. And it's his steadfast belief in love that I think is such a fascinating, defining trait of his character. Well, I, he reminds me of a panther. He moves with a stealth and a, and a, and a beautiful smoothness. I mean, he, for a guy that big, he moves beautifully. And yet he's brilliant. So to me, he's like a cerebral superhero. I think it is yeah, such yeah. a fascinating character to watch. He also doesn't carry a gun, and um, I thought that was—I sort of liked that about him, that he just refuses to carry a gun. I thought most detectives in Britain don't. But the other thing is, there's some great language in there. I'll tell you my favorite line, because I thought it summed up the character so well, and it was such bang for your buck, because it drove the plot— it delivered more than one piece of information to us. It's when Ruth Wilson and Luther are having another one of their showdowns. And she says, you know, it seems to me your conscience has killed more people than I have. And yet you don't yeah, stop. Very good. Yeah. A, a excellent one. Okay. My favorite Luther comment is I love to talk about nothing. It's the only thing I know anything about. I love to talk about nothing. It's the only thing I know anything about. Don't you believe in evil? I have to. I've seen it. Ah, Henry Madsen. 
Henry and others like him. Me? Conceivably. What's happening to your marriage? Huh? Last time I saw you, there was a ring. Today, no ring. Is someone else involved? I'm not here to discuss that, Alice. Is he handsome? If you like that sort of thing, I guess. Are you in pain? You don't understand love, Alice. It's not your fault. You can mimic it, and I guess you can recognize it in other people, but you will never be able to understand love. I loved it when he was facing off with his wife, Zoe. And they're both, I mean, talk about bringing an exposition so naturally where the audience doesn't know what went wrong with their marriage, when there's clearly um, a lot of love still there. And they're asking each other, how did we get here? And the other one says, you tell me. And finally, Zoe says, you're more interested in the dead than in the living. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. So there's great language, there's great dialogue, there's great directing, uh, acting unbelievably fabulous. And we will mention that they were going to make uh, a new version of it in America. And I it, don't know why. Yeah, but it, yes. Apparently it just got canceled. And uh, it, they're saying that it got canceled because they couldn't find somebody to play Luther. But I don't believe that that's why at all. I think something else came in. But I don't know why we keep trying to remake uh, some of the great Brit- British uh, series shows. I mean, it's not the first time. Broadchurch was another one where they came and remade it. I don't think we should be remaking what that which is already perfect. I and think you should just play it here. I'm so glad you mentioned Broadchurch because that one was unusual that the remake Grace Point came out. It was running concurrently and it had the same director, the same writer, and the same star, except yeah. David Tennant had to perform in Grace Point with an American accent. Grace Point it was, was just silly. And it silly, was canceled silly, silly. after the first yeah. season. So more Americans watched Broadchurch than they did Grace Point. Yeah, exactly. So at any rate, they, but they were going to do it and now they're not. So, and the fourth season is going to be coming uh, soon, but we're not talking about a lot of hours. Yeah, it's only two episodes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another okay. thing that I love about the show is the, their use of music. I think when you add in this pop soundtrack to your typical detective gritty show, it's such a good mix. And the lyrics of the theme song where love is like a sin, I think I think it's a beautiful blend of elements. Love is like a sin, my love. For the ones that feel it the most. Neil Cross, the writer, brilliant job on this series. And one character that he compared Luther to, he said he was inspired by Indiana Jones. And he said what he liked about Indiana Jones is not that he had superpowers, but it was his refusal to be beaten. And I think that's so true because with Luther, you do, again, like a fallen angel, you see him get shot, get hurt, get abused, get dumped, have his heart broken, but he continually gets back up. He said he wrote the part. Uh, he combined Columbo and Sherlock Holmes. He wanted Sherlock Holmes' intellect and Columbo's sort of natural gut instinct. And I think he definitely, definitely nailed it. So you're seeing a little, a little Sherlock and a little Columbo. And, um, and there you have it. So we do hope that everybody will go and watch this show. And it's on Netflix. And it's so, so, so worth the time. And watch it with somebody else. And try to watch it during the day. Don't watch it late at night. And (laughs) if you have a reason that you want to stay up, 
Uh, it's a good show to watch to get another couple of hours of wide awakeness because it's a little hard to sleep after you've seen it. I would say the theme of Luther at its very heart, I would say it's actually about love. I think it's about a guy trying to navigate through life and not be totally consumed with the evil that surrounds him. You know, I don't think it's about love. See, I think his guiding principle is love, which is in stark contrast to his everyday experience, which as Neil Cross says, testifies to the total opposite. His guiding principle from my perspective is hope. It's not love. I think it's love and hope that he will know love again. Um, But that very first debate that he has with Ruth Wilson's character, he says, you know, you can't even feel love. You will never know love. Someone like you can't love. And it's almost as though Luther is teaching her how to love and she will do anything for him, which some people would say could be one way to define love. She values his life more than her own. I I see love actions in it as, as again, as little adjectives around it, but I don't see it as the guiding force. It sets Luther up to be a tragic hero because everyone he loves, which is the thing he values the most in this world, everyone he loves, he loses. So I find it, it also drives the plot. So I think it's a man struggling to make sure he doesn't go to the dark side when he's living so much in it. See, that's and, so interesting to me yeah. because our great detective series like Law and Order, love is not part of the plot. Whereas in Luther, from the first episode, you realize something has befallen his marriage, but he will do anything for those he loves. And his adversaries know it, and they know it's his weak point. You've got his dynamic with Ruth Wilson's character. Can he teach her how to love? And then even when they introduce the character of Mary, and Ruth Wilson looks him in the eye and says, you don't want her, you want to want her. Well, there you go. You think that, and I don't. And there you have it. <laughs> that must it. be why I love Luther, my cerebral superhero. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I love Luther too, but not, you know, not around the, the the semblance of love. But hey, you know, it's what makes a great show is when people see it in different ways and they see different things coming out of it, et cetera. Really, really amazing. And that might be why you were the one leaving me those late night voicemails saying, I hate you, click, yeah. as you were off yes, to watch exactly, four more exactly, exactly. So we urge you all to go and watch the show. Uh, you'll really enjoy it. Everything, you know, what, that we recommend from across the pond has such excellence surrounding it. So enjoy it. Enjoy it.